episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and the very first thing I want to tell you is that t-shirts for the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show are now available for pre-order. Go to needlessthings.storeenvy.com and you can pre-order your very own Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show t-shirt in either Boastful Blue or the Extremely Limited Edition and Selling Fast Passion Pink. These are available in men's sizes and women's sizes. And if you pre-order now, you will get them for cheaper than we will be selling them at the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show in Dragon Con in September. Uh, you're going to have to pay some shipping on them, and there's nothing I can do about that. Sorry, guys. No ways around it. But uh, go ahead and order your shirt now. It'll be to you in time for you to give it a good old wash in the machine and wear it to the newest installment of the game show at DragonCon. And uh, you can support the show. You can support because everything that I make off of these T-shirts is going to go into hopefully another run of T-shirts and props and everything else for the game show. So, I mean, this is just one of those deals where I've taken the stuff from uh, supportphantom.com, which is my Patreon that I encourage you to check out as well, but I'm not going to plug it today because I've got too much other stuff to cover and plug. And uh, all of that went into T-shirts. Now, the T-shirts are hopefully going to get a ball rolling so we can actually have some revenue for the game show, but it's all going into the game show. So go now to needlessthings.storeenvy.com and pre-order your t-shirt for the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show show. Uh, the pink is extremely limited edition, and I would not be surprised at all if we didn't have any of those left by the time Dragon Con rolls around. So go check it out. I'd appreciate it. Okay, now on to some more conversational stuff that I like to do in these intros. Uh, me and Mrs. Troublemaker just watched a movie called Green Room. It might be The Green Room, but I think it's just Green Room. Uh, it stars the unfortunately deceased Anton Yelkin. Yelkin? Yelchin? Eh. Sorry, guy. Uh, and Patrick Stewart as an incredibly villainous dude. And it's one of the most intense movies I've watched in quite some time. I was, there were times where my body was literally tensed up and, and I was, I was maybe even shaking a little bit waiting to see what was going to happen next. It's an incredible movie. Uh, the performances, every performance in it, uh, maybe, I, I cannot remember the actress's name, but maybe from Arrested Development is also in it, uh, puts on a, a fantastic performance. Imogen Poots is in it, who I have tremendous amount of respect for, not only for her acting ability, but also for the fact that she kept the last name Poots when she entered into the acting industry. Uh, great film. Can't recommend it highly enough. It's pretty brutal, though. If you have a weak stomach or if you have an aversion to grisly content, 
I recommend you you do the eye thing. You're going to want to place your hands. You're going to want first. You're going to want to do the Vulcan greeting, right? And you're going to want to bring those fingers just to slits over your eyes. And then in addition to that, you're going to want to squint your eyes and maybe even just watch through one eye at a time and 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 slowly close the gap of the Vulcan death grip together uh, or Vulcan nerve pinch. It's not death grip. Why did I say that? Because I'm talking about green room and it's about death and it's grisly and gross. But anyway, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Just cover your eyes sometimes, maybe, if you've got a weak stomach. Because it's a great flick. I cannot wait to see what the guy that directed this does next. Uh, and I should probably learn his name in order to keep up with that, huh? But we, we literally just finished watching it. So now I'm sitting down here. It's 3 o'clock in the morning in the Phantom Zone. And I'm getting this thing put together for you guys. Because I know you want the newest episode of the podcast. Which is all about the toys that were shown this year at San Diego Comic-Con. And there was a lot of stuff. There was there was a lot of exciting stuff. It wasn't necessarily massive in volume because we don't get the Star Wars reveals that we used to. Uh, this year we were lucky enough to get a couple of things. But I've got Mr. Bo Brown. I've got our head of research, Ryan Schweck. And I've got the Belligerent Monkey, Jay Hornsby. Check him out at belligerentmonkey.com. Follow Belligerent Monkey on Twitter. But we sit down and we talk about... All the stuff, except we overlooked Mondo. So real quick, I'm going to throw Mondo out there because I have a lot of respect for the quality of stuff that they're putting out. Mondo showed uh, sixth scale He-Man and Skeletor figures. Now, if you've seen their Ninja Turtles figures, you know these guys are serious about this format of action figure. And these things are gorgeous. They look wonderful. They come with extra heads, extra weapons, all the goodies you expect from collector toys these days. But the one, one of the quotes from San Diego Comic-Con is, we're trying to keep these under $200. Which, yikes! I'm not saying they're not worth $200. And, and I would... I would almost bet money they're going to end up being more because when somebody says we're trying to keep them under 200, that means it's going to be difficult to keep them under 200. So we'll see what happens, but these are for the hardcore collector. These are not for me. Uh, and they, even Mr. Bo Brown, who, as you know, will talk about a single Masters of the Universe action figure for 37 minutes at a time, even Mr. Bo Brown has said that they're probably not for him either. And I can't say I blame him because that's that's a big chunk of change. Uh, But we we discuss uh, other things uh, about uh, action figures and toys and whatnot throughout the course of the show. We cover NACA, we cover Mattel, we cover the huge news of Maddie Collector. So it's a great conversation, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Oh, and you know what? I also want to give props to Mondo for their new Mad Balls. They're not out yet, but they should be shipping soon, and I couldn't be more excited. And then on top of that, and I just realized I didn't see anything about it at Comic-Con, but it's not a toy show, so there's no reason a toy company would be there. Uh, there is a new company that has made a deal with American Greetings to release brand new retail-friendly Mad Balls to the market. And if you follow me on Instagram or on Facebook as El Phantasmus, uh, Instagram is Phantom Troublemaker, you saw me post these things probably about a month ago. I think they're gorgeous. They're slight retoolings or reworkings 
of the original Madball designs, they're they're modernized. They're made for today's mass market, and I'm so stoked to know that they're going to be showing up in Toys R Us and Target and Walmart and everywhere else. Uh, and it's great that we have collector Madballs. They're a little fancier. They're vinyl that are going to be more durable. And then we're going to have toy Madballs again that I can buy for my son, and he can play with them and enjoy them. So that's awesome news as well. Okay, we're we're moving along with the news department. Lots of Dragon Con things got done over the past two days while I've been off of my soul-sucking job. And they it's been so exciting, and I've been revitalized. Uh, huge news for the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show show. Not just the t-shirts, but more to talk about that I will talk about on the next installment of the Patron Cast, which is exclusive to people who are members on supportphantom.com and who are contributing to Needless Things and my Patreon. Uh, things that I can talk about Dragon Con wise, just a lot of progress made as far as what I'm going to be doing, things coming together. I'm just, I'm really hyped up and excited now, and I haven't had that uh, earlier in the year. It's been a tough year motivation wise for me. But again, I'll detail that more in the Patron Cast, which is more of a personal podcast for me to detail what's going on with my projects. So please do check that out, supportphantom.com. I said I wasn't going to push it, but there I pushed it. Because you know what? That's the only revenue I get for the show, and I need every bit of it. So spread the word. If you can't donate, just spread the word. And finally, the last thing I'm going to put over before we take you to the Mystery Men is something that relates directly to the Mystery Men. You know our pals, the Surf Rockers, the Mystery Men. Well, tomorrow night, that is July the 30th, they are going to be playing Southern Surf Stomp Presents live at the Star Bar. Surf Rock Royalty, the Space Cossacks, are reuniting to celebrate their 20th anniversary and will be performing one of only two East Coast dates in Atlanta as a warm-up to their trip to California for their annual Surf Guitar 101 convention. Joining them will be the Mystery Men and the debut of Netherglades, featuring the legendary Bruce Joyner. It's 10 bucks, it's 21 and up, and it is a non-smoking event, which I think is a very important thing to note. So you can go to Facebook and search for Southern Surf Stomp with the Space Cossacks, and you will find the event page. The Star Bar is located on 437 Moreland Avenue, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30307. And this is going to be a great, fun show. And if I wasn't working nights all weekend, I would for sure be there. But it's going to be a great time with the Space Cossacks, the Mystery Men, and the Netherglades. So be sure to go to Facebook, look for the event page, check it out. It's going to be some awesome, awesome music. All three of these bands are... Well, I don't know about the Netherglades, but uh, Bruce Joyner, I mean... If, if you know surf music, you know that name. But the Mystery Men and the Space Cossacks are pretty rad. And uh, speaking of which, here's a little bit of the Mystery Men now to play you into today's conversation. <laughs> It 
is once again that time of year where San Diego Comic-Con happens and none of us are able to go because nobody values us enough to fly us out to San Diego, but we can still follow along from home with our favorite websites like Toy News International and uh, 16bit.com and, of course, The Foosh and, uh, and our pal Action Figure Attack, who's on Instagram and Facebook providing up-close and personal pictures because he actually is or was in San Diego. But, of course, I have gathered our regulars, the fellows you all know and love. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Bo Brown. Greetings, friends. And uh, this, uh, you know what, I'm not even going to make the Masters joke. Of course, you're here to talk about Masters and the... Am I? <laughs> oh, turn! I've got a whole, I've got a whole spreadsheet here of GI Joe news. M, M. Night Shyamalan is directing this episode of the podcast. Bo Brown will be discussing GI Joe, <laughs> and his commentary is: hey, they look like army guys. <laughs> uh, also joining us, our head of research, Mr. Ryan Schweck. Good evening, everybody. I'm just cruising the web for a second job because I'm going to go broke. No shit. <laughs> And finally, the belligerent monkey, Jay Hornsby, who, in fact, has a second job. What's up, guys? How is uh, everything? Uh, everything is fantastic because so much happened at Comic-Con this year. It was really weird because I feel like the last couple of years, uh, you know, I can't say they were letdowns, but I, I feel like there wasn't as much excitement about the coverage. Uh, whereas this year, we had a lot of big toy news, and we're actually going to spend a little bit more time talking about the movies and television stuff that's probably going to end up getting split off into next week's episode, but we'll see how it goes. You know what there wasn't a lot of at Comic-Con this year? Comics? Big announcements about comics. <laughs> yeah, well. So weird. Uh, that seems to be how it goes, but there are even a couple of things to mention about that, yeah. uh, but we'll get to all that. You guys know we're going to start with the toys, and we have to start with what is, in a in the worst possible way, the biggest news of uh, San Diego Comic-Con toy news in that Bo, take it away. I will not say I, I personally, I don't think this is bad news. Uh, the big news is, a, is, well, it is to a lot of people, I think. Well, all right. Now I'll address those concerns. The big news is, is that Maddie is shutting down as of the end of this year, as of December of this year, Maddie Collector is shutting down, and the Masters of the Universe Classics line, and the uh, I don't what are we even calling it now the the Grayskull. Oh yeah, it's it's gone through like six different names. I can't even keep track. But the film the filmation line um, are moving over to Super Seven. So Maddie announced this. Super Seven announced it. Uh, they did interviews with in Thundercats going to pardon in Thundercats going to. Well, Thundercats is a different the, uh, license. Whatever they and they announced. are working on it. Super Seven is working to get the Thundercats license, but because it wasn't owned by Mattel, like He Man was, it's a little different and it requires a little more board meetinginess. But it, but because the Four Horsemen. And this is the this is the this is the reason I'm not worried. The four horsemen are moving to Super Seven. Yes, because the four horsemen are moving to Super Seven, and I know the four horsemen care about Thundercats, and they and and I really do believe they really want to make these toys. They will. 
I think that the that the folks over at Super Seven will push it through, and they will get all the paperwork done and yada yada yada. And I think that the Thundercats license will move over to Super Seven, and everything will be fine. I yeah. hope that you're right because I, you know I I'm done with uh, the Masters Classics or whatever iteration yeah. that is, uh, and I'm good with that. Uh, but the Thundercats guys, I feel so bad for them. Oh, they have never been... gotten a good deal. No. Well, the, I mean, the original line, that's kind of it. So we're all hoping that the Four Horsemen and Super 7 can make the Thundercats deal work. I don't know why it wouldn't, because is anybody else really interested in making these figures? You know, why leave money sitting on the table? Well, the figures, I think the figures look fantastic yes. in the classic style. I think that having Thundercats figures and, and He-Man figures that look like they belong in the same universe plays very well to the collector market. Well, it totally makes sense. And, and you know, the, the of course, you eventually maybe get the dream. Uh, can, can you imagine, though, uh, Tiger Sharks, Silver Hawks. Brave Star. Uh, all, yeah, Brave Star. All the, well, Brave Star is probably more likely than even Silver Hawks. Brave Star is the most likely. Because it's Mattel. Well, uh, Maddie had announced last year that they got the Dino Riders license, and that was going to be the big new thing. And then I guess that's just gone now. Well, Ooh. yeah, pretty much everything. I mean – it is it is it is abundantly clear that when Toy Guru left, there was a a not only a power vacuum but also a passion vacuum. Well, a, 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 because I, here's here's what I think happened is that Scott Nylick worked around eighty to a hundred hours a week. Yep, because of his love for these toys and his desire the to do this, and nobody else realized that. Yep. Or perhaps the higher ups realized it, but just didn't give much of a oh, shit. No. But nobody that was walking into his job realized that, and they got in there and they said, "I can't do this." Yeah, and uh, we've had two people now who have clearly said that, and now everyone has just given up. Yeah. So, um, but the good, the best news out of all of this is that Digital River is no more. Yay! Yes, that is single-handedly the best news. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, the worst business entity. No more yeah. white screens of death. Oh my gosh! And, no, and the funny just, thing is, Super Seven. You know, they already have a store set up that is very easy to use. I myself just ordered some uh, Masters of the Universe muscle figures earlier yeah. today. Uh, and we'll all you do is go in, put the thing in your cart, buy it, and they send it to you. What? Ooh. What? Uh-huh. Now we'll it, now is. From what I believe, it'll still be a subscription service. Sure. Um, and to 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 uh, answer to, to comment on the big giant purple mountain in the room. Um, Are you talking the about plan me? Plan is is that they're still interested in doing because the four horsemen are moving over to Super Seven. The plan is to continue to move forward with Snake Mountain. And it's going to have to be a pre-order situation sure. like the castle was. It's sure. going to be a Kickstarter is what they've said. Oh, really? That's well, what, yeah. It's going to they they're, they're gonna have to be able to – they're going to have to be able to get enough people on board. To right, be able to right, to justify it. Um, well, you know what's interesting? I noticed something because I, I was going back through our messages, Bo, uh, trying to find some information about something else. And I came across the picture of the Rotan. Completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, the Rotan got, and 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 I'm. Uh, this last year 
has been awful. Okay, so you're still subbed up, right? I'm still subbed up. And I have been, been seeing delays. pictures of nightmare. Well, I've seen delays. I've seen pictures of nightmarishly bad paint jobs. Uh, it seems like it's been Krita. terrible. I just got Krita yesterday. Um, who is a New Adventures? She was the evil. She was the evil land of New Adventures, uh, and she she has sloppy paint. Her face, thankfully, is good, but she comes with this big, ridiculous gun with no paint apps. And within two minutes of taking that out of the box, there's a there's like a shoulder strap that comes off the gun, and it broke. I mean, it just it just the plastic. It was just a plastic strap that went up. From there's a big, it's a big gun, like a big, you know, right? Uh, MFG, like a Rob Liefeld gun. Yeah, and it, and it, and and when you look at the box art on on the back of the package, or when you look at the the the, the you know the char- the character art for the figure, it's got paint apps, it's got you know other stuff going on. No paint apps, it's all one color, and it's got this, and it looked like the strap was a separate piece. And in the figure or on, on in in the accessory, it's it's just one piece. It's a well. There's there's one handle that's a separate separate uh, piece. Wow! But the strap is molded into the fa- molded into the accessory, and it broke within minutes. I was very disappointed, and she can't even hold it. I've seen the 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 stills from the episode where she uses it, and it's very much one of those like side cannons like you hold it on your hip and you look at the person when you're shooting them over your shoulder right right but because she's got that big amazing gem 80s hair which i do love don't get me wrong i love her amazing <laughs> 80s gem hair. she can't look in the direction she can't she's look firing. Over her shoulder so <laughs> the gun is effectively entirely useless well we'll get um, we'll get into more detail about the figures blah, blah, themselves blah, blah, blah. yeah well because we'll do our year-end wrap-up but but for now it's been a bad year it's it's good that it's ending, it's well, just. I don't. I won't say that it's a bad year. I will say that it's a bad. It's a bad San Diego year because there are no reveals. You know, we have this big announcement that Super Seven is taking over, uh, taking over classics and and the filmation line, but they didn't show us anything. Right. Um, well, they can't. I'm, but, I'm sure they don't know exactly what they're doing yet. Well, well no. This apparently, like the, next, last... the next wave of classics is 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 figured out but and 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 certain sources say they were going to show it and they didn't um ryan what so, were you going to say this whole thing feels very last minute like super seven taking over and all this because i mean they had announced everybody knew something was up because when maddie announced their schedule they only had dc and yeah. wrestling on it uh or mattel there was no Masters anywhere, and then the forums went down, and then all of a sudden there was a Facebook letter that just said, hey, we're closing up shop, guys. <laughs> it just all felt very rushed for a line that was so big and a website that was so big. Like, I don't know. Something felt off about it. I think it's great Super 7's taken over, um, and I hope they can do well with it. But I feel good about it being kind of in smaller hands. Yeah. Um, you know, given my now, I've had a I've had my share of customer service relationships with Maddie Collector, but when you when you look at it in the big picture, from two thousand you know from two thousand and eight, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
I've had problems with Maddie Collector's customer service, and I've had quality control issues. But when I look at when I look at the amount of figures I did get compared to the amount of problems I had, I can't say that that it was that bad. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. I agree. It's amazing Um, that a massive toy company was able to put so much focus on you know whatever people want to say was basically a very small line. And like I think that that percentage small line of the company's business being in the wise. hands of a smaller company with the Four Horsemen. If the Four Horsemen weren't on board, I'd be done. Right. You know, now, I'd be out. I'd be out the door. Do but you the think- fact that the Four Horsemen are teaming up with Super 7 to continue the line, I feel pretty good about that. And honestly, honestly I, think, I think Four Horsemen feel good about that. Yeah. Now, do you expect a price hike, though? Because Super 7 ain't cheap. Like, no, uh, I expect no a little figures. bit of a price hike. Um, there, uh, Pixel Dan did an interview with the president of Super 7, and they are basically currently in negotiations with the China factory that did um, the Matty figures. Mm-hmm. And either they will work that – either they will work that contract out and the figures will probably be the same price or those figures will move over to Super 7's factory – which is used to smaller runs of things, um, and they will probably go up, is what I understand. So that's that's sort of where the price hike. And you know what? I, I understand a price hike with a smaller they, company. Uh, as someone that doesn't collect the line, what are they going for these days? What are they going for in the aftermarket? No, no, just no, like no. As, uh, new, new figures. Oh, 25, uh, they actually dropped the prices last year. Uh, the filmation line and cl- and classics went down five bucks um, from thirty to twenty five, uh, which I think is worth it for what you get. I think it's worth it. Well, and another thing to consider is they'll get the shipping under control too, because Digital Rivers. Oh my god, Digital what, shipping was was absurd. Obscene. The post office in Sparks, Nevada, is going to lose a lot of business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Sparks, Nevada, eleven dollars. <laughs> we. Uh, We've got to move on because we've got a lot to cover. Okay, but... I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. All right, I'm going to move on. All right, so from actual Mattel, we had the 11-inch She-Ra doll as the actual – the only thing that can be considered a Masters of the Universe exclusive. Well, and I think that is probably due to the success of the superhero girls. I would agree. I feel like they're testing the waters. My niece is all about Wonder Woman. She is the blondest, blue-eyed little girl in the world, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get you all on the Supergirl stuff." And I and I got her the Supergirl comic from Free from Free Comic Day, and she said, "I love Wonder Woman," and now she's all about being Wonder Woman, and 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 that line I think is really taken off, and and I see it in my niece. She is excited about. She's five, and she's ex- super excited about. Um, Wonder Woman and Supergirl and Batgirl and all that stuff, and I'm you know, per, you know, both my both my daughters are really into it and they like it a lot. Uh, I, I got my oldest uh, some of the the I don't know what is that five inches uh, figures, and uh, she still hasn't opened them. Uh, and she says she wants she it's like my toy. She wants to put them up and display oh, them cool. and open them, which is kind of weird for a nine year old. <laughs> well. Her, she, she didn't learn. She loves that. the line. She, lo- she didn't you know, learn she that on the, the street. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's the toys of the street. <laughs> I learned it by watching you. Okay, <laughs> but you did. Um, 
Yeah, that the, uh, I mean, so the superhero I girls ordered, line is fantastic, uh, and I, I would friend, love. Uh, I had a friend who was going to to Comic Con, and I'm getting two of the Shiras. Uh, she has three outfits. Uh, she's got her classic figure outfit, her, 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 what we consider the modern Shira outfit, and her Force Captain outfit, Force Captain Adora outfit. And I, after I saw how good she looked in her Force Captain outfit, I decided I needed two uh, to display her in her full modern Shira outfit, which is my preference because I don't care for the classic figure look, and and the Force Captain outfit. Uh, they're huge. I thought you were going I've to seen... tell me you were getting one for your niece, and after you saw it, you decided you had to have one for yourself. But this <laughs> is two. <laughs> this is two for yourself. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I can I can live with myself. No, that's fine. That's fine. It's just a funny a funny turn. Uh, no, they're they're really good. Um, they're big. They're you know uh, eleven inches. Um, I've seen the the box is huge. Uh, the the guy who got them for me took a picture of the boxes in his trunk, and they are huge. Well, ladies need a place to keep their clothes. Am I right, fellas? Exactly. Exactly. It's oh, awesome. that, those kind of comments get us into trouble, don't they? <laughs> well, you know, three outfits is a lot of accessories, regardless of of the fact that she's a female. She has three different, uh, you know characters effectively that she can portray but the point here is that mattel is doing something different and interesting with essentially the masters of the universe license and that from here with because you know technically this comes from the success of monster high which is the biggest doll thing ever and And one of mattel's biggest yeah one of mattel's biggest cash crops and they very wisely experimented with superheroes and in the same format and it went over like gangbusters. It's it's Target did incredibly well with them, and now they've rolled out to everywhere. We were in Barnes and Noble the other day, and they had them. And now, you know, I, I would imagine they're looking to expand even beyond that and to see how how this Shira does. So, uh, well, I think they're not even waiting because they previewed Catcher and Natasha at San Diego. Oh well, I thought those were more. What do you think of these? Than these are happening. Well, previewed, right. I don't see this as something that should be aimed at collectors, though. I see this as something that should be aimed at toy aisles in the same way that Monster High and DC right. Superhero Girls were. And I don't think the modern relevance of the she license matters. I think you relaunch it and look at this powerful girl with a, a sword and magic and a flying horse and all that. You know, don't, don't even worry about the lore of it so much as we have an op- we have a brand that we own that's a different new thing that, you know, we can, we can, uh, Little girls or boys or whoever wants to play with these, doesn't matter, uh, can get into something if they're not into superheroes. If they're not into monsters, maybe they're into swords and sorcery. Maybe they're into right. fantasy. I will say a big thing about the dolls, both these new She-Ra and the DC superheroes, you got to remember that Mattel lost the Disney princess line. That is a huge blow to them and the girl yeah. line. Oh, I was not aware of that. Oh, yeah, good. There's huge articles. Hasbro has it now. And oh, so that makes sense. Ouch. They lost that big. I mean, they had a huge chunk of that doll sure, with sure. the Risky Princesses, and so now they've got to figure out something to. Yeah, got to find the replacement where that money's yeah. coming from. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very Hasbro swooped in and somebody screwed up big time. There's mm-hmm. big articles on it on like interesting the New Yorker and stuff about how it happened. So it's worth taking a read. Well, it is time now to move on. From, well, I've, got, uh, I've still got more master stuff. What? <laughs> How? They showed three things. <laughs> Super Seven, uh, all the master stuffs moving over to Super Seven. 
Um, the, the Super 7 exclusives were the yellow and green 24 pack of Motussels, which were great. 24 different characters of classic muscle figures in green and, and yellow, uh, that I have got both sets, uh, thanks to my guy. Uh, there was a multicolored garbage can, uh, similar to basically the slime can that the old Masters of the Universe slime came, can, came in. And it's got multicolored, uh, Motu muscles figures in it. Uh, that was about $20. And, and, and all of the Super 7 exclu- Masters exclusives from San Diego are available on their website now. You can go buy them right now. The three, go buy them, because the, there's some really good stuff. The reaction the figures, thing the Motussel, and there is the, um, the PowerCon exclusive. Which was the, the, the slime can, uh, with the, the neon green slime colored, uh, Motussels. Um, well, and Mark I think, Taylor I think PowerCon is pretty specific about how their exclusives are yeah. sold. Yeah. Um, well, specifically with this year, because there's a great deal of talk that this was the last year of PowerCon. Um, but, uh, the Mark Taylor portfolio is super exciting and I totally bit the bullet, uh, yesterday and bought it. Um, but it is all of the original, uh, sketches for the characters. So it's the original Man at Arms sketch, the original Tila sketch, the original Skeletor sketch that Mark Taylor did. Uh, it's $50. Very limited. Uh, apparently, they didn't sell out of them at uh, the Skeletor's Lair pop-up shop uh, at San Diego, and I just I couldn't stop myself, and I went ahead and got it. Um, their retro action figures came out with Wave Two. Uh, wave Two includes Triclops, Trapjaw, uh, a Wave Two version of He-Man, a Wave Two version of Skeletor, Man at Arms, and the Sorceress. To be perfectly frank, I like the art. I like the card art. Way more than I like the figures. Um, I have the grayscale figures because I went to New York Toy Fair and I saw them and I got them when I went to Super 7's booth. I don't know if I'm going to get the, as much as a Masters fan as I am, I don't know if I'm going to get them. Um, they're, they're expensive uh, for what they are and, and, and they're very much, I would never take them out of the package because the, the package art to me is, I mean, the, check out the Triclops pack or, or the Trap Jaw package art on that thing. It's fantastic. Yeah, if uh, they release just a book of the package art eventually, I would buy that. But the figures, yeah, uh, they're they're overpriced. With as, much, with as much as I already spend on Masters, I, I can't bring myself to do it. Um, the other big thing that came out of of San Diego for He Man was that they created the first new filmation style cartoon. Since the filmation cartoon ended, it's called "The Curse of the Three Terrors," uh, and it'll be available uh, to download on on iTunes. And, it's it's and, up now on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, it's delightful. I have not seen it. Tell, fan, what? Get out of here! I, I just haven't had the time. I haven't had the time. It's ten so, minutes. Please give me the review. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The animation is. Uh, it doesn't quite match uh, filmation's look, and the, and the character models are ever so slightly off but the tone of it is a little different too it is it is aimed at collectors it's not adult in any way but you can tell that alan oppenheimer who returned to voice skeletor is having a lot of fun (laughs) kind of being a little more dickish skeletor even than we're used to uh it's it's there's nothing to compare it to it's it's just like grown-ups making a tribute 
to the Masters cartoon. I, I don't know how to explain it better than that, but what's really cool about it is that the Three Terrors, they, they made an action figure set of the Three Terrors and of Skeletor, uh, who, Skeletor who yeah. becomes possessed by a ghost. And they are in the classic five-inch style. And they look perfect. Which brings me to a great source of contention in the Masters uh, collector community. Oh, do tell. Um, the fans are... This was generally poorly received. The cartoon was? Uh, the figures. Oh, the... Fi- what? Well, we, during the interview with Pixel Dan... Uh, the the owner of Super Seven got he went through the business of of taking over the the classics line and, and the filmation line, sure. the filmation line, um, and then when he got to this stuff and specifically making new vintage vintage style figures, you can see the gleam in his eye. This is what he wants to do. And that's what's got the fan base a little a little upset is that what we want is we want to, we want classics we're invested we've been it, we've bought into this line since two thousand eight oh so people think want, there's a possibility that what Super Seven will offer is is vintage new figures in the vintage style well it's more yeah and 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 there aren't I mean yeah you can go back and remake new characters in the vintage style. Or you can make up characters, which is effectively what they did here. Yeah. Uh, and put them in the vintage style. And the general consensus is that we're not terribly interested in that. Um, we think it's great that, that that's an option, but we don't want it to take precedence over continuing class. Oh, I got you. Well, uh, and that's what makes us a little worried is that we're a little worried that they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to finish classics. For a year, and then we're gonna keep making because what Super Seven does well, how so much well. More, how much more steam does Classics have, though? What else do they do? Well, and I and I completely agree with that. That that I could have I I could have I I feel like this year of Classics was gravy, and that the, and it could have I mean there are a handful of characters I still some, want like, some poorly dialogue no i mean there's there's some there's there's a few that i genuinely want all right well we'll Um, we'll get more into all of this in our year-end wrap-up as for comic-con uh that that kind of wraps it up i think thank you mr bo brown for an always thorough look at masters of the universe and the goings-on of the continuing apparently toy line it is uh i i don't want to follow that up with the company that stole the show. Well, should we go into keep on Mattel and go into the DC line? Oh, that's a good idea. It is because it is. You know, I, I tend in my head, Maddie and Mattel are are, are often sort of a separate thing. But yeah, you're yeah. right, Mattel. Uh, I, I'll go ahead and admit that they had a strong showing this year that I was not expecting. Why don't you tell us about it, Ryan? Mattel might as well have put a sign out in front of their booth that said, hey, we've been watching Marvel Legends and we can do this too. Um, they – there was rumors going in before that they were going to shift back to doing more of the DC Universe, Four Horsemen style, some of the figures and start filling in holes. There's you know a certain – there's about ten figures that people were really upset didn't get made. 
and they showed a couple of them. Um, so they showed – well, we know the Doomsday line is about to come out. Um, the Melissa – we say Benoit? Is that how you pronounce her last name? Supergirl. Benoist. Benoist. Anyway, her Maybe. face still doesn't look great. but Yeah, it looks a little wonky. But, you know. Um, so the first way they showed, they showed Jim Gordon Batman, which I don't know who the hell wants that. They showed the Batgirl of Burnside, which well, is a good-looking figure. Here- Here's here's the thing about that Jim Gordon Batman. One, they're actually making the suit of armor as well. That's true. Uh, and you know there are a lot of people, myself among them, who just buy cool looking Batmans. Yeah, and I think that's a cool looking Batman. Yeah, I don't know if I even need the suit necessarily, but I dig I, I, I dig Gordon's bat suit. Yeah, the black kind of skinny one. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, they did the Batgirl in her Burnside outfit. Um, I like it. I think the Icons figure looks better, um, aesthetically and all that kind of stuff. But the style that Mattel is doing fits in with the rest of my DC collection. So I'm really pumped about that. I'm curious to see how true that ends up being, though, because I noticed a lot of aesthetic differences throughout well, the product that they showed. Definitely for the TV people, it, it's definitely a, a much more realistic uh, body than with uh, uh, the other other figures that we've gotten. So they that's why I did not get the Green Arrow and the Flash previously. Um, but, uh, you know, I've got some cool-looking stuff that they showed. Well, and that's yeah. fine. There's no reason the TV stuff should blend in with the DC Universe classics, but there were things like on comic-based characters where the hip joints were entirely different from those hinged hips that I've always hated anyway. Um, There are actual differences in the construction and sculpt, and those may get smoothed out, you know, before production, because a lot of these things, like if you saw a picture of Batgirl close up, that was a rough figure. Like it was hand-painted. It was, you know, it was nowhere near, it was nowhere near a production sample. Yep. Um, but I, I, they showed quite an assortment. I mean, they had King Shark. Well, he's the build figure. Yeah. With two so, different heads. Yeah, so he has the stupid new 52 hammerhead head, which yeah, I'll throw that in the trash. No, put it on a, put it on a spare Green Lantern body. Oh, yeah, good call. <laughs> um, but then the other head, all right, so I'm pretty sure that it's supposed to be from the Flash because it does look a little more realistic. Yeah. But he is going straight to the Secret Six collection. Yeah. So it puts it down two figures away from that. Um, they showed a couple more Dark Knight figures. They showed Joker and Wonder Woman. Um, they well, – in the show, they had Hawkman, Zoom, or Two Flash. Um, the, the Batbot collect wave, they're going to do the Reaper, which is a crazy choice. Like that was the most out there – I can't believe they're doing a reboot. That is the I'm, one figure I'm stoked I was, about that one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's great. But I, I loved that comic, and 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 I also loved the confusion that that comic brought up into me. Is why isn't this as good as year one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're going to get into the exclusives game. Finally, uh, they're going to do a Damien that's going to be at Toys R Us. It looks pretty good. He's got the cape, which was a little better than the Maddie one. The powerhouse toy store of Walgreens is getting Flash. Um, Walmart's getting a couple, but the big one Walmart is getting is the Cassie Wonder Girl, which was one of the biggest complaints that they never got to her in DC Universe Classic. So she fills a huge hole. Yeah. And then um, Dr. Psycho, who looks really good. And then the big weird thing 
is the playset. So they yeah. showed this giant playset, and nobody could like really figure out what it was. But it turns out it's a Walmart exclusive, and it's under the DC Multiverse line. Oh, it is. It, it I is. thought it was because the figures they have on it are the cheapo. Yeah, the yep. smaller ones, yeah. right? That's why I was trying to figure out because they they were labeling it the Multiverse, which well, is a six inch. They're not smaller. They're, no, no, the figures that were on it are the six-inch figures. But oh, are they? Okay, I couldn't tell from the pictures. They looked cheap and crappy, so I assumed it was the smaller. No, they're uh, the ten-dollar Batman versus Superman figures that are yep. filling pegs everywhere as we speak. Yeah, but that weird Batcave is getting released under the multiverse line. So that's odd. That's got to be pricey. It, it looks cheap. And that's it looks probably like it's why just they're the size. It, they're probably putting it under the multiverse so they can charge more for it because if it was part of that cheaper line they wouldn't be able to but it's it looks comparable in size to that Ninja Turtles uh sewer play set. Yeah, and I keep wanting to go back and look at it because it looks really close to that Ninja Turtles play set. Oh yeah. It, it is design-wise they obviously looked at that that sewer play set and were like yep. Well, let's do the exact same thing except a bat cave. Which, yep. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I hope that it sells. I hope that it's not a complete piece of crap. Uh, I'm sure we'll end up with one in the house. Yep. So that's pretty much all DC showed for Mattel. But again, this is a bigger showing than they've had in the past two, a couple of years. And I think they're really trying to get back in the aisle. Um, and establish some dominance, but I, I mean, right now I think everybody—they're not selling too well, but they're going to keep it alive, which is good. I think uh, I don't know that the Dawn of Justice stuff is selling like well. You know what? It is selling though because they're characters that that keep moving. Like I don't think it's moving like Gangbusters, but it's selling at least as well as Marvel Legends. Because so, I'll tell you right now, I can't shake a stick in a Toys R Us without knocking over a buzz what buzzsaw what the crap is his name whirlwind oh, whirlwind <laughs> yeah holy that, crap that and that Spider-Man wave is sitting right now yeah and and it sucks because I am waiting for you know stuff from the next couple of waves yep that's not showing up so kudos to Mattel though for, yeah. for bringing it so are you I have well, well we'll get into why later I'm pretty much done with with their DC figures, unless they like the Reaper, somebody that I just have to have. Um, what's your enthusiasm level for this line now? It's you know it's one of those ones where I'm cherry picking, so I'm getting the pieces that fill in my collection. Well, so twenty like, bucks a piece, you have to. Yeah, yeah. like Wonder Girl, I have no interest in the show stuff, but that stupid King Shark's going to make me buy like four show figures so I can have him. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Um, I was a very much a completist with the um, the previous uh, DC line, um, and had basically everything. But with the, when they switched over to this uh, new one, I don't know that I've bought any yet. But what they showed uh, uh, this weekend uh, actually has me uh, ready to to pick up a, some new figures. What about the Dark Knight three figures that they showed? I don't that think weird Wonder Woman and uh, what Flash. was the other one? Oh, Fla Flash. Flashes. Flashes Awful. weird shorts. I hate his shorts. I, I so I've got I picked up the Batman, but I got the Batman a long time ago, and I'm going to pick up Carrie. She's in the next wave, um, but I've stayed away from the Son of Batman and the Superman and all that. Um, I probably won't get the Mutant Leader. I may get that Joker because I think he looks pretty good. Um, well, I'm going to have to buy the Joker because he's in the King Shark wave. 
but other than that, you know, I mean, they're pushing all that Dark Knight stuff out, but I'm not don't have much interest in it. So that's basically all Mattel had going on that was relevant to us anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about NACA. They didn't necessarily have the biggest presentation this year, but they had a few things that absolutely delighted me. Most of what they had on display has already been announced. Uh, they had some new retro action figures, but we already knew they were coming. Uh, but I, I do love that line. They're the uh, the Migo-style uh, cloth outfit figures. I, I think they're doing a bang-up job with those. Mm-hmm. But what they showed that made me so happy were the new Kenner aliens. Yeah, those look great. Oh my gosh. And I, I, you know, NACA does well by basically doing what Masters of the Universe has always done and reusing a lot of parts, especially with their aliens. Mm-hmm. But they had a mantis alien. It was translucent green, uh, had big, giant, crazy arms and all kinds of new sculpted parts. The gorilla alien, which I, I need to see that in person because I'm not sure if it looks as good as I want the gorilla alien to look because the original Kenner figure had stumpy little legs, a giant head, and big gorilla arms. And this one looks a little more like they shoehorned some stuff onto a regular alien. I loved those weird alternate host body alien figures when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, that was, I was all about that. The snake alien and like that, that just, oh, it it tickled my, I don't know. Not that, not that I should have been buying alien figures when I was a kid (laughs) because those movies aren't for kids, but. (laughs) Well, they were there. And I mean, it was clearly, it was a big market. You know, that Kenner had the alien and predator line that was totally based around just interesting designs and letting toy designers go crazy and do weird things like boar aliens and, and like you said, snake aliens and all this kind of stuff. And they're bright colors. They, they look great. Uh, I'm just excited to see this coming back. And then they also had a, a frost blue alien and like a bright pink alien, just some really interesting stuff that I think is going to help revitalize that line a little bit. Uh, Naka also had probably was one of my top five toys of the entire show, and they showed the Muhammad Ali Superman set. Yeah, that looked fantastic. It looks yeah. so good. Um, you know, it's that kind of comic-y style. I don't even know. How would you describe that? It's like a kind of a matte paint job. Well, it on almost it. looks like a cell shade. If you remember when yeah. cell shaded video games were a thing, it looks like that. Yeah, that's going to be a great set. I hope it's not too difficult to find. I mean, I imagine it's going to be a Toys R Us. They should get it, I'm hoping, but... Yeah, if it's exclusive, that's probably where it'll go. But, uh... Yeah, and they also showed... There were a few more bits and pieces from them. Uh, They showed the rest of the quarter-scale Ninja Turtles. Oh, those look great, too. Man, I I would much rather have them in, you know, their standard 7-inch scale, but I have been dreaming of having good figures of those turtles since that movie came out. And I'll I'll take them however I can get them. I, I can't I can't let them go. And then if they do smaller ones, I'll sell the big ones and and you know <laughs> have space in my house again. But yeah. I, I've just been waiting too long because they've never done satisfactory figures of those beautiful freaking Jim Henson Ninja Turtles. And I you know I they made the 
you know, little five inch video game ones that were exclusive to the con. And they kept saying, you know, these are only going to be sold here. We can't sell these in the store during licensing. But I mean, I don't know. That, that seems like a lot of work for an exclusive. Well, um, no, but the, here's the deal. Playmates and Nickelodeon, well, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Owns everything Ninja Turtles. They are very, very specific with their license. Uh, I'm actually shocked any of the Bandai or any of the Japanese companies have been able to do figures. And I can absolutely see where anything even coming close to, like, I, that's why I'm buying the big movie turtles is I really don't think we'll get smaller scale ones. Yeah. Uh, so I can, I believe it when they say those, those video game turtles aren't coming out anywhere else. I believe it. Which is a shame because it's beautiful, but I'll also say to pay two hundred dollars to get all of them, I can't do it. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot of money. Oh, but I will pay four hundred to get the four giant turtles. Apparently, so well, of course. I mean, that just makes sense. That's a sound financial. That's just math, right? I'll here. pay twice as much for four figures as I'd be willing to pay for eight. That's a lot more plastic. Uh, any other naked news? Uh, they had a couple uh, Ash versus Evil Dead um, figures. Um, they look pretty good. I don't know that I'll pick them up. Um, uh, I think I wanted to like the show more than I actually did. But yeah, uh, they still I, they still look pretty good. I, I absolutely agree with you on that point, which I hate to say, but uh, I, I have. And there it is. I, I did like the little Demon Twin set. And if I was going to get a figure of the older Ash, that's probably the set I would get. I have zero interest in the Demon Monster thing. Yeah, me too. That's one of the main uh, figures. Yeah. Like that's the least interesting thing that was on the show. All right, so that's a wrap on Naka. Should we hit the big one next, or should we save it for last? Let's save it for last. Okay, it's going to be the obvious winner. We can go into how about Star Wars Black? Let's let's right. do it. Now let me start for the listeners out there. If you voted in the fan poll last year, <laughs> and you voted for Janus Solo as the <laughs> Freaking fan choice winner. I would like you to tell you to go to hell because Dengar was right there. It was time for Dengar. Well, the thing is, though, Dengar's Dengar's going to happen no matter what. I want him now. I don't want Jane and Solo. I want my Dengar. Anyway, so, yeah, she won the stupid fan choice poll. A bunch of bullshit. Yeah, that's a a weird call. They has, you know, they kind of scale back a little from what they've been showing. Um I think they're, you know, they're kind of in between waves right now trying to clear out all the Force Awakens product. Uh, we got to see the, uh, AT-AT driver again, the Snowtrooper, stuff we'd seen at Celebration already. And it looked pretty good. Um, they did fix, if you saw pictures from Celebration of Leia from A New Hope, when they showed it, it was they changed it. I wouldn't say fixed it. Yeah, I, I, it's not fixed. Those are the exact words I was getting ready to use. <laughs> it's better. Um, they, I mean, Hasbro. It was so bad. Hasbro had to put out a press release about. Yes, we know it's bad. We're working on it. They worked on it, and it's all right. Um, the other announced they had two Rebels figures. So they had um, Sabine and Hera. Sabine looks really good. Uh, they had Darth Raven. Raven, and how you say it. Um, who else? They have the Imperial Guards. Imperial which, true, uh, Guard looked awesome. Yeah, and what's awesome is he's got his Crimson Empire 
armor underneath. Yeah, I was very impressed with with that attention to detail. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be a really hard figure to find because you know nobody's going to buy one of those. Everyone's yeah, right. going to want at least two to put on each side of the emperor. Yep. So that's going to be a hard one. Um, they show the Tuscan Raider. The reaction to the Tuscan Raider soft goods online has been really positive. I don't see it. It's, it's I kinda, don't know. It's iffy for me. Uh, well, but soft goods are always tough. I, I wasn't a big fan of uh, the stuff they did earlier in the in the line with the, uh, the cloths. Yeah. I what's think- kind of weird is the cases that they were showing the Star Wars black figures in had red backgrounds. And so a lot of the soft goods, because of the picture of people going through the glass, gave the soft goods a pink tint. So the colors all are all off anytime you see the picture. So yeah, I saw two different pictures of the Tusk, and I think the Tuscan Raider should have soft goods, but I don't think what they showed there looked very good. Uh, but I saw two different pictures of the Tuscan Raider. One had the red background, and one did not, um, and it looked completely different. It was very interesting. Yeah, that red background messed with like so many figures. I don't really know who came up with that good idea. Um, the I used purple gone. myself. Yeah, they use Qui-Gon. It's a good likeness. You know, it's an episode one figure. And then the big reveal. Yep, Mr. Billy D. Williams. He's coming to talk to all the ladies on her toy shelf. (laughs) He's coming to warm up those pegs. He looks great. I can't wait to get him. He looks fantastic, but unfortunately, Lando Calrissian figures, uh, particularly the Bespin gear, are peg warmers. Which is a shame, but that's what's always happened. Think about uh, the vintage one. Remember when they released the vintage carded one? Oh, yeah. And you would see hundreds of that guy just sitting on pegs. Uh, and it's it's been the way every time they've released him, even the sideshow, the 12-inch one, was was like one of the long remaining in the store got marked down to twenty five bucks, twenty bucks eventually, something like that. Like I don't know what it is. I love that costume. Yeah, I don't understand it either. But the toy buying public apparently are not fans, and I honestly, I wonder if it would have been smarter to go with General Calrissian from Jedi, <sighs> or or even. Uh, it, when he's wearing Han's clothes, which is still weird, but at least it's yeah, it's a different look. I don't know. I think people might be happy to see a different Lando. Um, and then the really the last big thing from San Diego for Star Wars Black, um, the day before the show started, they announced one of the exclusives. They had the Obi Wan exclusive, right? That um. It's a neat, you know, they've already said we're going to release the figures, just not going to come with a little talk and lay a hologram. But then the day the show started, they announced the Rogue One, uh, Jen Erso figure. Well, didn't they, didn't they announce that they were going to have a preview figure? But yes. then at the panel, she showed up and pulled the figure out. Isn't that how they announced it? Um, or is it yeah. not? Maybe oh, no. It's not. It was just right. It was so they showed the figure during celebration. Oh, so okay. Celebration, they were like, "Hey, look at this!" And then at San Diego, they were like, "Surprise! It's an exclusive." Um, no one's real sure yet what makes her exclusive. They haven't officially announced it. They think it's the hoodie cape thing that she right, has. Right, right. Um, but they, you know, it's like last year and we talked about this, where they kind of, you know, are playing things close to the chest with Rogue One. We're assuming in September they're going to have another – I think it was September. Whenever yeah. Star Wars Day is, they're going to 
have another release for all the Rogue One stuff, but I expect we're going to see a much more scaled back output for Rogue One than we have seen for Force Awakens. Oh, I don't think we will. I think it's going to be big. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, part of the saga, but the Force Awakens toys did better than even Hasbro was imagining. Oh, well, and I think from and the Black Series. I, mean, I think I'm, I think Rogue One is going to have just as big a launch, but I don't know that as much of the product will be Rogue One-centric. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think we might see some vintage characters in there in the three-and-three-quarter-inch line. Uh, and speaking of Rogue One, did you see the ATCT? I did not. Oh, wow. So, for the three-and-three-quarter-inch line, the big new vehicle this year is the new version of the ADAT, the ATCT. I think that's correct. Uh, and it is controlled with your cell phone. It walks. It has lights and sounds and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it has this weird cargo compartment that comes out of the middle of it because it's essentially like a, a, you know, the ADAT is a troop transport. And this has like this cargo thing and it comes with an exclusive astromech and two other figures, but they actually displayed it during a panel. They had the, the guys were walking it around and stuff. It's incredible, but it's going to cost a fortune because they charged $140 for that. That Millennium Falcon was a really good toy, but it is not a $140 toy, not even close. So I can't imagine what this thing is going to cost. But there's video of it out there. You guys can check it out. The listeners uh, can as well. If you go to YouTube and just Google SDCC, ATTC, if you can remember all that, or ATCT, uh, then uh, go check it out. It's fun. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to see what this thing retails for. Nice. I think that was pretty much it for Star Wars. Well, you, I don't look at the three and three quarter stuff anymore. But no, I don't really either because they, uh, you know, the only stuff I collect is coming out as Walmart exclusives now, which is. If you can imagine something that is hell but is not quite hell, that's it. <laughs> and you did see they announced that that partnership is continuing. That's yeah, I know. I was really happy about that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to other Hasbro products, I think maybe a couple of people here collect Marvel Legends. Is that right? Yeah. Yep, that is true. What the fuck are they doing to us? Oh, God. Uh, that's brutal. So much because I, I haven't even found a Black Panther at retail yet. Nope, I'm only finding that Captain America and Nuke. There's the only two I can find from that wave. So uh, they showed a lot of pretty darn good stuff this year. Uh, I I'm really bummed that even though they're releasing a lot of Doctor Strange figures from that exclusive set last year, Magic is not one of them. Think yeah. <laughs> I paid one hundred sixty five dollars for something. Damn it! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am glad they're getting a lot of those figures out. I was hoping she would be in it, um, but yeah, it's 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 nice for someone that doesn't have the set to pick up uh, a couple of these figures. I was kind of wanting. So, what else did they have on display? Oh, we had an Iron Fist, a couple, a brother Voodoo, Doctor Strange, um, and then a reg, like comic version and new movie version. Uh, the likeness on the new movie version I thought looked uh, pretty good. Um, so that was the Doctor St- Doctor Strange wave. And Nico's in that wave too, who I'm a huge fan of. Even though we know we're not going to get any of the other Runaways, I'm sure. 
but I will definitely get her. Um, and then they also showed this new Spider-Man wave with a uh, new Green Goblin, um, Spider-Man 2099, uh, a Jackal, which was a nice, I, I can't believe, uh, it's actually a new character. I don't believe they've issued, uh, made one of him before. Um, and a weird uh, English Spider-Man that I wasn't familiar with. And you get the new Miss Marvel, uh, which looked pretty good. Yeah, they seem to be banking on the Spider-Verse stuff quite a bit. Right, and that's all that Spider-Verse stuff, I think it's carrying over into the cartoon right now. According to, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. The Web Warriors. Um, and so that's, I think, why they're kind of doubling down on all that Spider stuff. That's old news, though, isn't it? Is that season two of Web Warriors? Uh, I think it's season two, but that Web Warriors, the comic I know is doing really good. It's been good. Like, I like it. Yeah, I know. And that, I mean, that was season two of Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon. That was like a year ago. Well, I I wonder if maybe they didn't expect it to catch fire like it did, and it's just taken some time to get the figures out. To get to figure, yeah. Um, I'll tell you guys what I was most excited about was this new wave of X-Men that's coming out next year with... Classic Dazzler, classic Sunfire, a great looking Colossus. I never thought I would need. I hate, I hate that costume though. Oh, With see, the belly, I... the belly uh, cut out, just uh, <laughs> silly. Come on, if I had a metal belly, that's right. Yeah, if I had metal abs, I'd be showing them all the time. But I, I'm, I'm one of the people that's pretty happy with my Toy Biz Colossus, but. This one, like I see, oh, okay, yeah, he could be yeah. better. Yeah. I thought that too, and then I walked down and looked on my shelves and looked at my Toy Biz Colossus, and I was like, ouch, he is kind of rough. <laughs> He's um, not looking great. We're getting a classic, pol- well, I guess technically this is a modern Polaris, because now she's wearing her old costume again. Right. Uh, and it's not X-Factor Polaris, which is what I want. Uh, Jim Lee Cyclops, which, uh, you know, I could give or take, but he looks great, so I'm okay with that. And I've got the stupid Jean Grey that they did. Uh, and then Warlock is the Build-A-Figure, which is that crazy. That sold me on, on the wave. Right. Like, I, I'm going to have to get that entire wave, just yes. for Warlock. Even though we don't have a Danny Moonstar for some freaking reason. Uh, well, even though that stupid figure is made. The Danny Moonstar figure is sculpted and right. made. I don't understand why they're holding her back. But anyway. But, uh, yeah, that, that X-Men set was really exciting. And then they had a Guardian set where the figures look really nice, but I don't know who the crap any of them are except for Angela. Which, granted, how weird is it that Angela is coming out as part of Marvel? Like, I understand she's been in the comics for a few years now, but just seeing that Angela figure and, and, having, yeah. and having, you know, several Angela figures from McFarlane sitting on my shelf... That was really weird. Yeah. Um, Darkhawk. Darkhawk. I know. You don't know who Darkhawk is? Uh, he is 90s comics. Yeah, 90s comics. Is is Marvel Sunfire. Shadowhawk. Yeah. And then uh, Sam Alexander Nova, who I've really been liking. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know the little kid Nova. Okay. I'm sitting here looking at the names because it's easier than scrolling through all the pictures. Yeah, and Vance Astro uh, from the classic Guardians. Uh, and then uh, jumping back, they also uh, had a couple of the Netflix shows uh, with the Punisher uh, and Jessica Jones. Yes, uh, based on the, and both of the likenesses look really good on both of those. So, yeah. Um, well, it's weird they didn't announce how those are being released, and so I don't know if they're in a wave or they're going to exclusive those or how they're going to do it. I'd like to see them do a 
whole TV Netflix wave. Well, they don't do that anymore, though. They don't. That's how they get me to buy the stupid movie shit. Right. Well, that's how they get me to buy stupid comic shit I don't want. <laughs> stupid, stupid I, comic And that's book. how they get me to buy figures I've got three or four versions of. Uh, yeah, seriously. But yeah, I actually... Um, I, I'm enthusiastically still collecting the movie stuff because so many of the characters... I mean, honestly, the movies are where I know a lot of them from. I mean, I didn't know crap about Iron Man beyond the obvious... Until I saw the movie. I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is what's introduced me to a lot of these. And that's the representations that I like. But uh, the comic book stuff, like when they get little niche characters like Warlock or or like everybody in that X-Men wave, uh, you know, I can't resist that. Well, what I love is that with the first X-Men wave that's about to hit, and this X-Men wave, they're showing that they are absolutely listening to what people want. Because if you look at any top ten list, it's always been Rogue, Sunfire, Polaris, Jim Lee, Cyclops. Yes. And they are knocking them all out within one year. And that's that's good. I mean, it makes yeah. me happy. And and I here's well, well, I'll save it for the uh, for the big one at the end. Yeah. And it's interesting that they're pushing out so much X-Men waves. When Marvel Comics is retreating from the X-Men so much. Yeah, to um, the point where people are concerned that they're going to kill them entirely with this Inhumans versus X-Men business. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Boo Marvel. Boo Inhumans. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. How did, and how another, did, on, on that same uh, note, they teased the Fantastic Four with, mm-hmm. with a uh, nice uh, invisible woman that's actually got the, the classic costume. Oh, wait, what? Where did this happen? Yeah. So it was at the panel. During the actual Marvel Cup of Joe panel, one of the last pictures was this invisible woman in her classic costume. She comes with Herbie, and then there was an announcement along with it. We have plans for the Fantastic Four. They are not gone. And so it sounds like, hey, guess what? That movie tanked. We've waited far enough away from it, so now we can start marketing it again. But they're coming back, apparently, from whatever weirdo. Yeah, I think the only invisible woman I have is from that crappy wave they did um, with, like, the really crappy submariner. And a few of the other ones that were just... Uh, it's the boob window one, isn't it? Isn't that yeah, one? I, think, I think it it's was. The one where she was infected with malice, and so she's got all sexy. <laughs> You're somebody's mom, Invisible Woman. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, you don't... Just, if you, hey, if no, milf, feeling, no milf shaming here. Just turn invisible. Yeah. No, no milf shaming. <laughs> um, so you know, it's amazing. I mean, the Marvel Legends line has been going for 16 years now. There was a couple of years there they weren't really doing anything. But, I mean, they're still pumping out really good stuff and still pumping out original characters they haven't done yet, which is awesome. Yeah, and they'll, I mean, they'll never run out because by the time they get a character out, uh, the, their costume has changed or they're a different person entirely or whatever. And so especially with the movie stuff. is Every every new movie, you're going to get three or four versions of whatever you know, from that movie. So. Yeah, do they do a lot of movie versions in the uh, yeah, they do kind of movie-themed uh, uh, waves, and so they try and time it with the movie. So, like, you know, when Captain America comes out, there's a Captain America wave. And, but what they'll know, do is they'll have two or three figures that are actually from the movie, and then they'll have two or three or more 
characters that are from the comics but can be tangentially related to the movie. That's good. That introduces people who are maybe only familiar with the movies to the comic characters. That's good. Yeah, but it also, right. like we said before, makes you, if you want to build a figure, makes you buy it. Like if, I, if to get the Hulkbuster Iron Man, which I had to have, I had to buy like three figures that I did not give one bit of a shit about. Even though that Hulkbuster Iron Man is directly from the movie, I had to buy comic stuff that I didn't want. And normally there's like one oddball character that they just kind of sneak in that they couldn't fit anywhere else. And yeah. And they just find a slot. They do it as well as they can within the constraints of the toy market. I mean, that's, it's, you know, it's, it's mass market retail. So they've got to be clever now with as expensive as toys are. Yeah. I'm really hoping they didn't show the Guardians of the Galaxy movie figures. I mean, they said the rest of this wave is going to be the movie figures. Yeah. I'm really hoping we get a Yondu. Like, I want a Michael Roker with his mohawk, his new mohawk. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, he needs to have interchangeable. Yeah, now he can change them out. Yeah. So I'm yeah, really we need hoping. Yondu. Um, I would love to have the collector. Um, yeah. Which apparently he's not in the new movie, so that's probably not going to happen. He's in it. Thor, though, right? Oh, is he? Is he? No. Uh, Game <coughs> is. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's playing uh, Game Master. Game Master, yeah, but... I don't think Collector is in the next yeah, one. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think Benicio Del Toro's last word was that he didn't have anything yeah. going I mean, on I think, with him in the near future. We'll probably get Mantis and uh, maybe Nebula, since they haven't yeah, done... Yeah, Nebula was the other one. Nebula would be nice. She's, she's a must. I mean... Yeah, I would say Ronan, which I still don't understand why they didn't make him, but clearly that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, now that Bo's gone, we can finally talk about GI Joe, like I always wanted to do. We'll just delete all that Masters of the Universe stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, they did. We already knew that they were releasing product again this year as Toys R Us uh, shared retailer exclusives. Uh, and, and what they showed was actually mostly great stuff. They're doing a two pack of the zombie vipers, which they released the zombie viper as a single carded figure back when the pursuit of Cobra line was still in stores. And I never saw one for less than 30 bucks. So that's great. They're doing some troop builder packs. Uh, they're doing some new characters. They're finally releasing the female Cobra officer, which is great because they showed her what, eight or nine years ago or something? It's been forever since yeah. they showed that figure. And she's finally coming out. So they've got some really great figures coming out, great sets of figures. Uh, of course, they have an updated Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes set. And, they, you know, they look good, but come on, how many of those guys do I need? Uh, no vehicles, though. I was very disappointed by that because some of the cooler stuff that they've done since they've been doing this exclusive stuff are vehicle repaints, mm-hmm. which, granted, repaints get old. And they're never going to get around to doing a new killer whale. I'm finally accepting of that, even though I don't like it. Uh, but the no vehicles at all is a little disappointing. I kind of get the feeling they're kind of dipping their toe back in the water and seeing, you know, maybe we've been away for a little while. Let's see if the interest is back. Hey, G.I. Joe's just going to struggle until they have a cartoon or something again. Well, the, the biggest problem, and, and I, you know, I hate to say this, but. G.I. Joe just isn't as appealing to to kids or the general public as it once was. Like that uh the the military, the the sort of uh, not necessarily patriotism because it hasn't it, they've moved a little bit away from real American hero, but it's just a different time now and I don't think kids are into that anymore. Now, do you think with our 
current political climate if they kind of centered back on that patriotism angle if they could sell more like if they could get like the dads to buy their toys again if they settled back into American hero you know elite I, strike force I, mean, I it's don't a think it's sell, I don't think it's the time for it yeah. um I, I don't know what the magic formula is. I do think it's not a bad idea to try and bring the, you know, what IDW is doing and combining a lot of the Hasbro properties, Micronauts and G.I. Joe and Visionaries and all of this. Uh, I think that's an interesting take. Yeah, at least you get a, a kind of combined universe and that's what everybody's looking for these days. But, right. you know, without a, uh, something active, whether it's a, you know, movies coming out regularly or a, a TV show that's on somewhere. Uh, it, it makes it uh, more of a tough sell. Yeah. So there, there is stuff coming, and I will be buying some of it. Uh, and, and I'm okay with, you know, I'm happy with the G.I. Joe collection I have. If they never made another G.I. Joe toy, I could look at my wall over here and be, you know, satisfied. But, uh, you know, someday it'll come back, and, and we'll just see. And even if it did make a, a huge resurgence, there's no guarantee that they would continue doing the three-and-three-quarter-inch figures in the style that I collect. They could move to those micro figures. They could do the limited articulation like Star Wars is doing. So, you know, if it's done someday, it's done, and and uh, I've got what I've got. I think that about covers Hasbro. Is it time to move on to DC Collectibles? Sure. <laughs> yeah, they had a weird showing. Um, not as prolific as last year was. Um, I felt like last year they really showed a lot of product, and this year it just wasn't quite as much. Um, you know, I think the issues that they've had primarily with the animated line has affected that a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, the animated line is super plagued with delays. The quality control seems like it's gotten under control a little bit. I found out today I'm getting – they're finally getting the Bullock. I think next week I'm getting Bullock, uh, what are the three, Etragon and somebody else. Um, so those are finally shipping. But, I mean, this year they show the Batman set, which initially – all right, so I was confused. Initially, yeah, let's it looked talk like about those this, were two separate – figure releases but right. it looks like now that it is one so it's like an ultimate batman collection that comes with like five different heads and three different caves oh, okay kind of like what naka has done with like freddy krueger or jason or whatever yeah so, and it's weird how they presented that but the last post i said saw made it look like that is one release okay the, you get the one base body all these heads the three capes that's kind of how I saw it too. Is that it was the one base body, and then you can do interchangeable capes and uh, hands or heads, whatever you know, whatever well, they show. Here's here's the thing. When I when I initially saw it, like you, Ryan, I thought it was two different figures. I thought one had the different capes, mm -hmm. one had the different heads, and I wouldn't put put it past DC Collectibles to do that. Um, but then, like you said, I saw something maybe earlier today, last night. I don't know. I've been on nights. I'm confused. That made it look like it was one figure. But here's the thing. It shouldn't even include a figure. It should just be an accessory pack of capes and heads. Yeah, they... Because how many Batmans do we need? Much like Snake Eyes. And, it's, and particularly when it is the same base body as the one that came with Mask of the Phantasm. As the second animated Batman they put out. Because first they released the new Batman Adventures 
uh, Batman. Then they went back and did the animated series Batman, and that, and then they did the one that's packed in with the second Batmobile that they're putting out. So that's three times now that if you're a completist, you're buying this exact same Batman body. And that's annoying to me. Very. Not as annoying as putting Supergirl and, uh, oh shit, oh, what's yeah. her name? Voltage Girl? Livewire. <laughs> uh, Livewire. Live live Supergirl and Livewire in with uh, three other figures that I already own. Yeah, that's that's a pain. Uh, but um, yes, they had a very low profile for their animated stuff. Well, the big surprise was the Superman and Lois playset. Yes. Yeah, we talked about when are they going to branch out past the Bat Family, and they finally showed it. But uh, I think it's interesting that those and all the official, you know, DC press releases are not listed as as the Batman animated series action figures. It does say Superman the animated series action figures. Oh, interesting. Which makes me think they're gonna start, you know, moving that way. Which I mean, there's definitely some in the animated line. I'd like. I mean, I'd get a Dark Side. I'd probably get. I'd be interested in getting the new gods. Their price increase has kind of soured me. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, they were already kind of pricey to begin with, um, I, especially with the quality issues. I'm on the fence about this line now. As much as I love it, and as much as I had high hopes, because my thought was that for sure eventually they would just brand it as DC Animated Universe, uh, and that would just encompass you know Batman, Superman, and all the Justice League stuff. But now the price increases and the, the delays, like as much as I do like it when toys are spaced out so that I have time to you know put a little money aside and I'm not getting hit by 50 figures at once. Cough, Marvel Legends, cough. Yeah, you're right. But months-long delays in between releases also kind of kills my enthusiasm. And the last time I bought one of these figures, was Roxy Rocket the last thing I got? That's the last one I got. I think uh, I'm right there with you. That's the last one I got. That was like, what, February, I think? Yep. At least. So five months between figures, and now the problem is we're getting ready to get hit with another deluge of figures. Because all of the stuff that was offered, like you said, Bullock and Etrigan and uh, what? Uh, Gordon, isn't he the third one? Gordon, maybe. I, I don't. I can't even remember at this point because it's been so long. But all this stuff's going to start hitting, and we're just going to get killed between now and the end of the year because you know they're going to do everything they can to have this year's releases out by Christmas. Yep. Right. And then they announced Catwoman from New Adventures, which I'm not a huge fan of that design. No, I, I don't. I, I I like that design, but I already bought a Catwoman. Right, right. me too. And, and same, same with, goes for Riddler. Yeah, no. same for me. I think with the uh, with the quality issues and with the price stuff, I've definitely become more of a cherry picker than I thought it was at the initial uh, start of the line. I thought I was going to be this was going to be my next thing where right. you know I get every single release that comes out without question. But now that I'm looking at it and you know the, the issues that we've had, I'm definitely there's lots of figures I'm skipping. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's and, and you've just got to be you know with them going up to. 28 bucks MSRP. That's that's pretty wacky. The one good thing is you uh, you can find them on Amazon typically for less yeah. than the retail price. So uh, what I've been doing is I've been just waiting because there's such delays and there's already a gap in anyway. When a figure comes out, I'll just kind of watch it. Uh, I still haven't gotten my Harley yet. Um, and right now I think it's going for 19, 17 or 19 bucks on Amazon. So I'm going to pick it up here shortly, but uh, 
You know, it just shows you how long I'm waiting to, to you're, pick this up. You're who kills these lines, Jay. <laughs> yeah, it's all me. It's all yeah, my fault. Well, um, I've gotten lucky on this line, too, because I've got a Hastings down the street from me, and, you know, they're closing all right. the stores. And so they're clearancing everything because they're in liquidation. And so I'm going to clear. This is one of those lines I'm going to go through and get everything I missed once it drops low enough. Yeah, you and I will uh, – I may need you to pick some things up for me. So That's why I was asking for a photo the other day so I can go through and remember what I had and look what I need to get. So DC Collectibles also had a new DC Bombshells line, which is interesting to me because it looks like they're done in the style of the Icons figures. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see anything about dimensions on those? Because you know, DC Collectibles' typical scale is that 7-inch scale, uh, but the Icons are true 6-inch scale, meaning – uh, they, they are actually, you know, the, the pro, it's not, they're all six inch ish. They're actually scaled to each other. Uh, yeah, they, I, I saw that. I was scale. trying to piece it together by looking at it, but I haven't seen any exact numbers, but I, you know, it's hard to tell because the only photos I saw, they were next to each other. Right, right. Um, but so the, I couldn't get a good sense for it. The design and articulation, they look like the icons figures, which is cool. Uh, they're really neat. I'll probably buy the Harley because it's just an incredible sculpt. But I, I don't think I'll mess with any of the rest of them. Nah. Wonder Woman's face looked crazy. Like the expression, like everyone else is just kind of blank, chill. staring forward. And then uh, her, she's got this crazy, weird smile. Uh, and it, she just looks weird. And but, then um, uh, the actual icons figures, they showed some new stuff. They had a, a 90s style Catwoman that I thought looked really odd. Her, her hips seemed particularly giant. Uh, then the demon, uh, Etrigan the demon, which looked fantastic and huge. A uh, dead shot, which I'm a sucker for dead shot. This, this says Shazam, but they actually showed, uh, oh yeah, that's right, it was Shazam. I'm thinking of, yep. I'm thinking of the big one. Uh, yeah, they showed a new 52 Shazam, which, what do you think of that? I'm not a fan of the new 52, the weird lightning junk on his chest. Right. I wish they had gone with the more classic version of him but you know it's it's a decent looking figure i mean i, I like- still hate the fact that he's named shazam but that's me see I, ever since i was a kid i've always thought of him as shazam it, it wasn't even until like i started frequenting comic shops that I, anybody ever told me he was called captain marvel so uh-huh. yeah it's it that's that's not even an issue for me. Yeah, that's me being old and uh, <laughs> pissy. Uh, Sinestro and Nightwing were also shown, and they looked great. I mean, those are two guys that are hard to mess up, even though Mattel managed pretty well with Sinestro. Uh, and then we got a two-pack of Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. That looked nice. Uh, you know, I'm not collecting that new line. I mean, I, I can appreciate uh, that you know, it looks great. If I, if I didn't have the... Uh, DC Universe Classics, uh, you know, this would definitely be a line I'd be uh, gravitating toward, but because I've already got all these characters, uh, right, right, a cohesive line that I, I just, I just can't redo it. Well, and I'll tell you guys, you know, as much shit as I've been giving Mattel lately, when I look at my walls, that DC Universe Classics line, for all of the flaws that I may perceive, they all go together, they all aesthetically match, and that. I mean, that no, no, wall... No, it's, it's one of my favorite lines of all time. It like, looks a lot better it. than my Marvel Legends wall. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it just does. There's no way around it because they were all created by the same people, and they all match. Uh, quality issues aside, they, they look fantastic together. Uh, but back to DC Collectibles. 
We've got a couple other things, just the TV action figures, which Supergirl, also, this Supergirl also looked weird. Uh, I think she looked much better than Mattel's, and I think when she comes out, her face will be completely fine. Um, and they're doing Martian Manhunter also, which I thought he looked great. Uh, Adam, Firestorm, Hawkgirl, and Zoom. Zoom looked amazing and creepy. Hawkgirl. Ryan, drop it. Drop the joke. I loved it. Which one? About about the hot girl figure. Oh wait, let me find her again. Oh, where is she? What's well, the, the joke? The first thing that you said when when I we were talking about the figures as they were being released was they screwed up hot girl because oh yeah because her mouth is closed. You need to have her stupid mouth open and be like Ooh. that was joke of Ooh. the week. Do I love you? <laughs> I'm so glad she's gone. You know what I think is hilarious too about the DC ones they made the vixen figure is going to come out and it's they're they not already even be, replaced her right, she's not going right. to show up on legends of tomorrow you're out of here so if you would like to have a vixen figure from that one episode here you go but you know what <laughs> i'll take an outdated vixen if it means we get uh matt ryan constantine yeah that's real interesting and you know if we get to more of the talking about the tv and stuff you know there's there's rumors a lot of rumors came out about the DC TV slate the stuff they didn't announce but things that may be happening well let's let's save that for TV cuz i do want i want to wrap up toys and i'll talk about TV and movies a little bit so stay tuned there may be a reason there's that figure there. uh, yes yes exactly uh, yeah they also uh, going from TV to movies they also uh, showed a bunch of suicide squad uh, figures as well as uh, at least a Batman uh, from the movie, and the Batman looked incredible. Yeah, I mean, all the Suicide Squad looked looked good. Well, uh, these are an Aquaman too. These are the whole different style that DC Collectibles is doing now. That's meant to compete with the import figures, like the SH Figure Arts and and Mafex or Mafex or whatever it is. Uh, they're articulated in the same way. They have the same sculpted detail. And they're pricey. These are like fifty, forty-five, fifty bucks a piece. So, so they are they are made to compete with those import figures that everybody's loving so much right now. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how DC does, and I hope they do well with them because it'll be great to have an American company uh, making their figures in China and then <laughs> selling them here, as opposed <laughs> to having to import uh, figures from overseas. So that's pretty much it for DC collectibles. They had a, a fun showing. Nothing groundbreaking, but, you know, it was cool. I enjoyed it for what it was. And now it is time, uh, unless you guys have any other little things here or there, uh, it's time to move on to the big one, the the showstopper, the heartbreaker, the wallet breaker, and that is Mezco's absolutely incredible 112 collective. (laughs) You know, let me just say, if you remember back, during the Toy Fair podcast we did, when I announced that I'd only be collecting the Marvel Mezco fixer, figures, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Listeners, you knew it was a lie. I knew it was a lie. Deep down, I wanted to pretend it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it's not true. I will be getting DC Mezco figures. So what What was the one that finally caved you to, to admit damn, this to yourself? That damn Joker. Right. That Joker is one of the most amazing action figures I've ever seen. 
it's I, it's the best Joker I've ever seen because every Joker figure I have has some annoying problem with it. I've got a couple that have decent head sculpts, but their freaking heads won't look straight ahead. Like they're sculpted to look down, sort of. I've got some with bad bodies. There's I have exactly one really good Joker figure, and it's that sixth scale one that DC did. Mm-hmm. But as far as six inch scale, nothing. It's just it's un it's unbelievable what it looks like. And then you know, so what Mezco did this year that was kind of interesting is on before even preview night started on their blog and on all their social media, they put out promo images of all their figures and if you've ever gone to their website they kind of take pictures with backgrounds and stuff yeah and so everyone's amazed oh this looks so good and you know with most toys you expect all right well that's the promo image you know let me see what it looks like when they actually put it in the case and really show it with that damn joker figure they put it in the case and it looked even better like <laughs> yeah yeah it really did so let's let's run down the line we we've we've uh, discussed joker and joker was uh, he's fantastic. I mean, he and what Mez for the listeners that if you're not following the 112 Collective line from Mezco, they take unless they're doing a direct movie toy, which which they do. But as far as their comic book stuff, they sort of take the best elements from from the years, make them somewhat realistic, and make a figure. And they have been knocking it out of the park with every single one of these so far. Uh, Deadpool. Let's talk about Deadpool. I didn't know. I mean, they have the Marvel license, so obviously they're going to get to all big characters, but I didn't necessarily expect to see a Deadpool last weekend, and we did, and he looks fantastic. Yeah, I, I'd like to see. I never got a clear shot of what all his other hands and other guns he's going to come with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think weird things on the Deadpool that I noticed in the shots is he doesn't have as many pouches as Deadpool normally has. <laughs> um, so his chest looks a little bare, but overall the figure itself looks amazing. And I'm in no way a Deadpool fan, but I will definitely be picking him up. Well, the one of the great things about this one is, is Mezco has developed this incredible technology for melding like rubber to fabric. It's how they get the bat symbol on the Batman figure, uh, the Judge Dredd it has almost like a rubberized coating on his uniform. And for Deadpool, rather than just red and black fabric, it's a red bodysuit with that black sort of rubberized material for the uh, the black portions of it. And he's got a couple holsters, pouches, everything looks great. But chances are what they'll do, we'll see this Deadpool. And they're big on variants. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a movie Deadpool. And if we get maybe some kind of arsenal of doom Deadpool, like they're doing with Punisher. You know, like the X-Force Deadpool too, with uh, the gray and black instead of the red and black. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something like that could happen. Uh, And they're just really clever with how they're putting these things out. So Deadpool looked great, was a nice, for me anyway, a surprise, because I, I wasn't expecting to see him quite so soon. We also had. Hang on, I'm I'm scrolling through pictures here because I I need this these visual aids to keep track of freaking everything they did. Oh, Ghostbusters! One of the first things that they showed, and again, we knew that they had the Ghostbusters license, but when they first started showing us these 112 figures a couple of years ago, 
you know, we've had time to forget. And yes. up pops, you know, not just Venkman or something, but all four Ghostbusters. I think probably uh, these aren't production at all. These are prototype because they're missing elements of the uniforms. I'm sure they'll end up looking better. But all four Ghostbusters in a shot with Slimer just looking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I'd be curious uh, to see who Slimer comes with because he's a pretty large pack-in if that's how they're going to do it. So I don't know if they're going to pack him in with like Peter and Peter's just going to be $100 instead of the normal 80-ish. Um, Which I think they could get away with for him. Oh, absolutely. And if they're, if they're going to do it to any of them, that's the one to do it to. Right. Um, so yeah, the Ghostbusters look awesome. Marvel had Spider-Man and Two versions of the Red Skull were shown. Um, both Red Skull looked fantastic. Yeah. Both, I, this is one of those lines that uh, I, I'm thankful that I haven't gotten into yet, um, just because of the price point. But yeah, the, the figures look uh, amazing. Well, the the one thing about the price point is these do get released so slowly and so sporadically that it's not a terrible burden. Like if you know if they do one a month. Which yeah. they're not even doing one a month, but if they do one a month, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Well, I've kind of lucked out too because my wife has a very difficult job with buying me Christmas presents and birthday presents. So I just send her the links to the one I want and then she puts it for me and says, Merry Christmas. And I'm like, all right. That way you're not buying it yourself. So it's completely different right. to the presents. It's not like so it's- I paid $80 for a figure. So right. it just showed up at your, uh, you know, at your doorstep. I just happened to have it. So I thought Spider Man looked excellent. Uh, again, they're using whatever their crazy fabric technology is to create a really neat looking spider suit. My only issue was I couldn't get a good angle on the head in any of the pictures, and the head looks a little weird. But if you go to to, uh, com, that's toynewsi.com, there's a shot of the head where it almost looks like the eyes are removable. And I wonder if they might have interchangeable eyes. That would help on that figure. Because you're right, there's something odd about the head and it could be that it's still a prototype that they're yeah. not done with it yet um but it looks pretty darn good for for being yeah, a prototype i'd like the blue to be a little lighter just because i kind of like the brighter blue kind of amazing spider-man kind of color or uh, spider-man's amazing friends kind of color but i right. think spider-man like you said with the other one we're going to see a bunch of him yeah it's going to be symbiote it's going to be you know they're going to do a bunch of costumes and, for and they'll do when they do the symbiote suit it will be slick and shiny and that white will be that rubberized like it's going to look incredible when they do it yeah uh and speaking of black suits i've, I've got to throw this out there this was this one best in show for me something i never expected uh and that is a diabolic figure and if you don't know diabolic is an old italian he's kind of like the James Bond, if he was not really a bad guy, but like kind of a Robin Hood type character, he's like Batman without the need for justice. He's just this really cool character from the 60s. And then there's a movie called Danger Diabolic that stars John Philip Law, who was Pygar in Barbarella, as Diabolic. And it's one of the coolest movies in the world. And they're doing a Diabolic 112 collective figure, which blows my mind. Because there's never been a diabolic figure before, and I've always wanted one, and I never imagined it would come from the best action figure line ever. 
Uh, and it's it's if you know the character, just know that it looks absolutely perfect. If you don't know the character, uh, track down a copy of Danger Diabolic and watch it. It's it's so much fun and so awesome. It's it's just James Bond as a bad guy. Nice. Uh, yeah, and that then, was one that I wasn't familiar with. You had to get you to uh, fill me in on the backstory. Yeah, definitely check that stuff out. Uh, and then the Red Skulls to talk about those. We get the classic Red Skull in the silly green jumpsuit, which looks awesome, but it's a silly green jumpsuit. And uh, and then the modern Red Skull with the long black menacing trench coat and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they both the head sculpts on those are crazy. Yeah, those both look really good. And then DC, what else did DC show? Deathstroke. Yeah, DC had um, Deathstroke, which is it's not the classic Deathstroke, but it's also not the new Fifty Two Deathstroke. So yeah, um, have uh, they shown uh, Green Arrow and Red Arrow before? Red Green Arrow was new. Yeah, Green Arrow's been around for a while, but Red Arrow's new. Uh, and Red Arrow looks great. I don't care about him, but he looks great. Yeah. Uh, Dark Side was one of their real big ones. Dark Side. got the light-up eyes. You know, he's he's going to be... Polystone. Oh, is he? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That one's going to be like $120. Well, anything that's got... Any of these that have light-up elements like that are going to go over 100 bucks for sure because the, the armored Batman that they did uh, was 110 yeah. So, I mean, when these figures get bigger or incorporate extra elements, they're going to get even pricier. Yeah. And uh, I think the big, you know, uh, the one reveal they held off on, I think, was one of their bigger ones, was the Harley from Suicide Squad. Yes. And so why I don't want the Harley, I think she looks good. I think the bubblegum effect you can put in her mouth is really awesome. But what that gives us is there's now a female 112 body. Right, exactly. And the thing is... <laughs> There are a total of six different bucks right now, but they will do different female bucks as needed. I, Wonder Woman is not going to be the same buck as Harley. I no, guarantee. She's, she's real skinny, and I've yeah. seen people already criticize even the Harley figure for that because she is so skinny. Well, I, I, I think uh, it looked really good, and what makes me happy is it means that they're expanding beyond just the Batman versus Superman stuff, and, and hopefully... We'll see, you know, now granted we haven't seen Suicide Squad yet, but I'm I'm kind of putting my eggs in that basket, and I'd love to see the rest of the squad uh, in 112. And I thought that Harley looked great. She's obviously, yeah. there's there's some things to tighten up, but uh, she looks really good. The face yeah, I thought she looked great too. Um, and yeah, and, then, and now with the Justice League right on the, uh, you know, you've got... Uh, Aquaman and Cyborg and the Flash and all that stuff waiting in the wings. Cyborg, another guy with a light up eye. <laughs> oh, they also showed uh, from DC. They showed Black Adam. Oh, I forgot we hadn't seen him before. That looks absolutely fantastic. And that Shazam figure, that actually the Shazam figure should be the next yeah, one to ship. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he should be the next one to ship, and I, I can't wait to get my hands on him because. He, he, to me, is one of the highlights of the line. So to have this Black Adam that looks... Right now, my high-water mark for Black Adam figures is the Alex Ross one that DC Direct did. Uh-huh. And this looks better. It just does. And I haven't seen, because I don't have any of mine yet, but the capes on these, the Black Adam cape looks like it has some sort of articulation in it. They have well, wire or something, right? What yeah. they did with 
the Dark Knight Batman cape is it is a large piece of very very sturdy but very it it drapes well mm-hmm. fabric and the edges have that rubberized stuff on them so they don't curl up and it came with a frame that you can put Batman on and it has these things that go out so you can actually pose the cape on the frame. Okay, it kind of looks like that in the Black Adam too. Okay. Yes, but they may have put wire armature because Black Adam's cape is different. Uh, well, and so is Shazam's or Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Billy, whatever. <laughs> Billy, Billy's is different uh, because it actually has the trim around it, so they could probably put a little wire armature in the actual cape, as opposed to it being a different thing. Uh, and it will look better than uh, Mattel's. Batman 66 wire armature capes. Oh, God. <laughs> that, oh, oh, that, oh, my gosh. That was awful. I, I, I wonder, ended up cutting those out. I wonder, uh, if the, I wonder if we could see uh, 112 Batman 66 figures. Oh, that would be a really good. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. I don't, I, I'd rather not, honestly, at this point. Um, There's enough already. So uh, that pre- I think that pretty much covers all the 112 stuff. Yeah, I was a little surprised from Mezco because you know, there were a lot of rumors swirling around that they were going to announce another really big property, mm-hmm. and it they didn't. Um, and so I was a little surprised by that. You know, I did like to see that they were doing the Captain Kirk, the chair. Yes. Um, I kind of like just kind of how that they're going to do some smaller – Accessory things like that. You mean aside from aside from the gigantic Batmobile that they're doing? Well, yeah, but see, I want to see like a little because you know they could do like a bat signal or they can do like smaller stuff like that that I can afford. Like, so I hope they continue with that kind of stuff. But I mean, they Mezco's killing it with these. You know, I I've got four coming in the next couple of months. So well, I've got Judge Dredd and I've got the Dark Knight Returns Batman, and they're the two best action figures I own by. Like, as much as I complain about action figures being expensive, these two figures are worth every penny that I paid for them. And there, you know, there's a difference between something being affordable and something being worth its value, I guess. Yeah. And these are. I, I, I still want the Lawmaster, but I just haven't, uh, I haven't found the right chunk of finances to, to buy it yet. Yeah. All right. So I think that wraps up our toy talk. For San Diego Comic-Con, it wasn't a huge year for toys, but there were some some real gems in there, some things that I'm very excited about. And uh, we're going to move on to talk about movies and TV, but I am going to have to split it up into two episodes. So real quick, Jay, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, You can always find me at belligerentmonkey.com. Uh, lots of pop art and uh, nonsense. Uh, so, belligerentmonkey.com. Excellent. Uh, so, for you guys listening, tune in next week where uh, to hear the rest of this conversation about what happened at San Diego Comic-Con. And for us, let's talk about DuckTales. It's always great talking about toys with those guys. And you know what else is great? Parties. You know what's great at parties? Party games. That's why I'm telling you about Odious Lists, the new party game that you can play with your friends where prompts will get you to list weird, crazy, and probably eventually perverted stuff 
that will make you and your friends laugh and have a wonderful time. Go to needlessthingssite.com and look for the big square that says odious. Click on it and uh, a bit of your money will go to needless things to help run the show and, and do all the stuff that we do. Okay, so I was going to put a clip in here from The Curse of the Three Terrors, which is the new Masters of the Universe cartoon from Super 7, and it has been yanked from YouTube. I feel terrible because you know how sensitive I am about copyright stuff. And I thought that it had been posted by somebody from Super 7. I linked it on my Facebook, on uh, the Needless Things podcast page, which you should join, by the way. And it's been taken down. I was going to go get a little audio, a little sound bite from it to put here at the end as a tag. And I can't because it got taken down. But you can find it, I think, on iTunes and probably Amazon and, and whatever else and, and actually purchase it uh, if you are not a dirtbag that pirates things. So go do that. Uh, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about this week. Next week, we will be back with the movies and TV of San Diego Comic-Con. And then the week after that, believe it or not, our Dragon Con episodes start. And I am kicking it off uh, with something very, very special. I might talk a little bit more about it next week, but if not, two weeks from now, Dragon Con kicks off. And you guys are in for a treat with our first episode. Uh, go to supportphantom.com. Spread the word. Because you love me. And I love you. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh. <laughs>